Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we take a look at the Yacht and Beach Club and talk about reasons why you should or should not stay there. Find old episodes of the podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you left us a positive review. Special thank you goes out to Maria Ko and LB Johnson for leaving us reviews in the past couple weeks. Got a show topic you'd like us to discuss? Connect with us at DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, tweet at us at www.deciphered, or like our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. We are continuing our look at various Disney hotels and giving our impressions of them. And today we are talking about Disney's Beach and Yacht Club. Yacht and Beach Club, what order is it uh, go in? I don't know. I've always, I always say beach and yacht, but maybe I'm an anomaly. According to the Disney Parks YouTube from 2014, they call it Yacht and Beach. But who Darn. knows? Wow. Leslie got a name wrong. I'm usually so up on my Disney nomenclature, but, you know, maybe they're reversible. We'll find out. <laughs> All right. So the Disney's Yacht and Beach Clubs, they are actually technically separate resorts, but they are so close to each other and they share so much kind of common space that they are synonymous with one another. So we call them Beach and Yacht or Yacht and Beach or whatever it's supposed to be. These are deluxe resorts. I checked for late January, they were running around 338 per night. That's after I think rack was closer to 400 to 450, but you know, there's some discount going on. So I saw them for a 338 a night. You might be able to do better if you use something like magical vacations travel during one of their special periods, putting the price and their deluxe nature aside. Let's, you know, go through what we go through with all the hotels. Let's start with location. Where are the yacht and beach club located, Leslie? So they're located on Crescent Lake, which is that sort of section of, of Disney World that backs up to the World Showcase entrance uh, to Epcot. So they're walking distance, five, 10 minutes to Epcot World Showcase, and then about 15 minutes to Disney Hollywood Studios, although it's a little far for me to walk. I usually take the friendship boats instead. They're on the, the sort of boat loop that, that goes between Epcot and Hollywood Studios. So they have a great location. I mean, that that to me is the selling point. And and you and I are both Epcot geeks. So we probably go to Epcot more than the average bear. And that's why I am a fan of Beach and Yacht is because it sends me into Epcot for dinner or for the festivals much more often, you know, then I can just stumble home. Has Disney bought the rights to Yogi Bear? (laughs) <laughs> I'm just kidding. Not yet. Not I'm, yet. It's coming. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. And uh, we should note that I think we've talked about it before, but coming from Crescent Lake, any of those hotels, Yacht and Beach, Swan and Dolphin, which isn't technically uh, Disney property, uh, Boardwalk, when you go to Epcot, you enter through the International Gateway, which is over by France. So um, you should know that. So the location is great. We've mentioned it a little bit, but Crescent Lake is great if you are... Everything in Disney World is great if you have kids, but the area around Crescent Lake has a lot of bars and nightlife that I think people who are young and single uh, or without kids seem to enjoy. I think the kids like it, but who, what do I know? I'm just old, so. That's right. I've I've been out. Uh, That's right. I'm evening. old, Leslie. Jeez, come on. 
I'm older than you are. But uh, no, I, I totally agree. I have been out like with with other adults and no no children um, around Crescent Lake and, you know, to a to dinner and bar. And that's it's nice. I, I pretended I was young again. Ah, to be young again. So that's the location. So talk to me about the Yacht and Beach Club. You know, what is the theming? If it's the name doesn't give it away and uh, what makes these resorts unique? Yes. So they're nautical. Surprise, surprise. Uh, They were built in 1990, if I'm not mistaken. And definitely for a while, the vibe was kind of 1990s-esque sailor. (laughs) They were kind of bright colors. What does that that mean? What does that mean? I don't know. They were of of an era. What does that mean? (laughs) They were of an era. They were of an era. And there have been a lot of updates in the last couple. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, anyway. Yeah, no, they they, they definitely were starting to feel a little bit dated in the last couple of years. And they've had some renovations. They're a little bit more elegant these days. But yeah, I mean, it's still the, the, the theme is that you are on the water, whether at the beach or on a on a sailing ship of some sort. And uh so it feels kind of bright. I mean, that's it's a cheery theme, in my opinion. Lots of whites and blues. Yes, yes. And they were bright. They were bright back in the day. They're much more muted these days. Like there's been a renovation and uh, deeper blues and wood tones and things like that are, are, are what they're going with now. And so what else makes these resorts unique? Like what about the nautical theme stands out or does it just kind of like, do they do anything with it? Or is it just kind of, you know, like with the poly, they have... Uh, Dole Whip that you can get, like all the food is kind of tropical. Do they do anything else with the theming at Yacht and Beach Club or is it just kind of just a fancy place for those who are going boating? (laughs) Well, the theming is definitely felt probably most in the lobbies. Like there's kind of a captain greeting you as you go into each of the lobbies and nautically dressed. And uh, that that's a nice little theme. And they're they're like one of the, I forget which resort has got a, a giant globe in the center of the lobby and and so you feel like you're navigating um (laughs) but yeah i mean otherwise it feels a little bit like you would at any yacht club or marina that you would be going to on in a fancy town on on the coast which i frequent regularly so i know what that is like i know how you guys up are up there in boston with your with your fancy boats and your tea parties yeah we're just throwing the tea off the boats. Um, <laughs> is this captain like a statue or like an actual human no, being? Like a person. <laughs> He's the greeter as you come in, you know, that makes you feel like you're you know, welcome home. That that kind of guy. With or without a pipe. <laughs> I don't remember. I'm sure I would have remembered if there was really a pipe. But uh, definitely with a captain's hat. <laughs> Dear listeners, if you cannot tell, we're recording this at midnight my time. But anyway. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're, we're devolving. We're devolving. <laughs> Serious question though, I'm I actually don't know the answer. Do Yacht and Beach Club have any like DVC sections? Yes, yes. There's a DVC section at the beach, so you can get the villas there. And they there, I, I did check prices. They sometimes studios are not much more expensive than just the regular rooms. So if you want that little sort of mini kitchen, that's a great deal. But uh, one bedrooms are a bit of a price bump. I was seeing them. About 600 a night, 600, 700 a night, but that could be worth it. I mean, sometimes poly regular rooms go for that price and Grand Floridian regular rooms go for that price. So, you know, a DVC room that's within walking distance of two parks. Hey, I'll, ha- I'll take it. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah. So speaking of rooms, uh, tell me what the rooms are like. And of course, the most important thing for Leslie, 
what is the door to the bathroom situation? <laughs> so let, let me just first say, I have stayed in both resorts. I stayed in Yacht Club in 2015. And since that time, there's been a room renovation. And I stayed at Beach Club in 2017. And that was post-renovation for those rooms. So I've seen the renovated Beach Club rooms, but not the renovated Yacht Club rooms. But I do know a lot about the uh, renovated yacht club, club rooms. And that is where the magical door is located. <laughs> they um, beach club, the, the, the room theme has been, has received decidedly mixed reviews. People think it's kind of bland and it has the open area. The vanity is open to the room and that's a deal breaker for me with little kids. And that seems to be a model that Disney was really using a lot in the last decade and then, of course, they renovated Yacht Club two years later, and maybe they got smart. Maybe someone listened to me, and they put doors, sliding these sort of sliding pocket doors on the uh, the entrance to the vanity area of the bathroom. They so, went to the future and listened to our podcast and then went back. They, <laughs> I've been beating this drum for a very long time, Joe. But, uh, yeah, so for me, the, the Yacht Club rooms, that makes them immediately better for families. But the theming has also been more well-received at the Yacht Club. They are – you know, just as luxurious and more modern and updated, but they still have a little more character. That's sort of been the the conventional wisdom from people who've stayed at both. And I, I thought Beach was very was very bland, although it was clean and fresh and, you know, didn't feel 1990s anymore. It wasn't special. It wasn't as themed. Got it. So do, do any rooms house five? Yes, yes, not every room, um, but a lot of the rooms have the two queen beds and then the little trundle, the, the couch that turns into the trundle bed that's not quite a full twin that uh, is great for younger kids to sleep in. And I've stayed both rooms that I was in, both in beach and yacht, had that extra bed. But again, those rooms, are, I, I never really realized this until fairly recently, those rooms are are only assigned based upon the number of people you book into the room. So sometimes you can luck into them if you are a single person or a family of three or something like that. But unless you're definitely a family of five, there's no guarantee that you're going to get them. So luck of the draw. Got it. Well, I am a family of five. So boom. All right. So what about restaurants? You know, it's a deluxe. So I'm, I think there's some pretty nice restaurants at the Yon Beach Club. Correct. Yeah, there are some pretty decent ones, although n nothing that is maybe one of the top, top resorts, uh, top, top restaurants at, at Disney World. There are a lot of re uh, restaurants that get mixed reviews. Alien Compass is sort of the, the the fancier one, and that's fairly new. I think it's only about a year old. It was a repurposing of, a, of a, another space, and it is very <laughs> gets very mixed reviews and that's probably generous way to way to say it so i have not eaten there i cannot pass judgment but uh it's not on the top of my list for for my next trip but what is on the top of my list and that apparently isn't on the top of the list of a lot of other people is cape may cafe which has a character breakfast that is entirely underrated and often very easy to book last minute. And it's sort of a low key breakfast spot. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Cape May. My sister took her family there and I got to join them a couple of years ago and had no trouble getting her a reservation and seeing a lot of characters, getting a lot of photos. It's a bright restaurant so you can get good photos. That's my big complaint about a lot of character meals is sometimes they're very dark. And so unless you have a good camera and know what you're doing, you're going to come away with bad souvenirs. 
So I, I'm a huge fan of Cape May Cafe, and it's an easy place to do an early morning character meal and then just hop on over to to Epcot. So on your Epcot days, you can start there. You could take a minivan or a, a, an Uber car seat with your kids to a beach and yacht and have breakfast there. That's my that's my little tip. And then, of course, there's also Beaches and Cream, which is you know an ice cream place, and they have a famous thing that you can get called the kitchen sink, which is basically... I don't know, 7,000 calories of ice cream all on one plate together. My question for you, Leslie, having never been to Beaches and Cream, how is the ice cream in general? Obviously, the kitchen sink is the thing people take pictures of. But you know, if I want to go get some ice cream, is that a good place to go? Do they have good floats? Do they serve regular food too? You know, I've never eaten there. I, uh, I've i seen it and I've passed by it many a time and I have never consumed the ice cream, although I've just wanted to order the kitchen sink for you know. the gram. Instagram per Instagram purposes, the things we do for the gram. But uh, yeah, I mean, people seem to enjoy the ice cream. People make it a destination, even though they're not necessarily going to get the kitchen sink every time. And do they serve hot food? Yes. So they have more than just ice cream. They've got burgers and turkey club sandwiches and things like that. So fries, chili cheese fries. So yeah, you can get your sort of diner style food there as well. Make a quick meal out of it. For, for lunch or for dinner. Got it. And so then what about the amenities at the resort? You know, what are what can you do if you're just spending a day at the resort and not going to the parks? So the big thing is the pool. That's probably Disney's best rated pool, Storm Along Bay. And uh, we'll get into all the details of that. So that's really the big draw for families. And if you're staying at Beach and Yacht, you should make an afternoon of it and, and go to Storm Along Bay and enjoy that. There's a there's a beach area where you kind of wade into the pool, but it's sandy. So that was just perfect when my son was a toddler. He could kind of sit in the in the not really the surf. There's no surf, but the the shallow water with the sand underneath them and play. And that's really great. And there's a water slide for for bigger kids that was a huge hit with my daughter. And uh, yeah, so that's that's worth making a lot of time for. There of course are the usual you know the movie nights and and there's a beach kind of across the pathway where sometimes there are little performances and, and things to do over there. And uh, so, so yeah, there, and of course there's the usual, you know, the fitness centers and uh, Beach and Yacht also have a convention center. So that is actually being expanded. So it will be, I mean, it will never be as big as say Coronado Springs or something like that, but there are, there is a significant convention crowd that does stay there, which I guess is kind of good for families because they didn't really make much trouble, do they? Well, unless they're, Spending a night on Crescent Lake uh, imbibing, but yeah. I guess. (laughs) Um, So for – we should note that Stormalong Bay was so popular that they had to start scanning people's magic bands in to let people in because people were just like resort hopping and just going to the pool um, just to enjoy that. And, you know, obviously – if you have too many people who don't go – who don't live in the hotel, uh, that pool is going to definitely get overcrowded. Yeah, definitely. And they they do check bands very carefully. So don't think you're going to sneak in there. That's not going to work anymore. You know, beach and yacht, I mean, the the prices are not that high. So it's a good entry point for uh, deluxe resorts, I think, at at Disney World. You know, I do think 2019 is a good year to get in there because I'm pretty sure that once Star Wars Land opens, those prices are, I mean, prices across the board are going to go up. But I think those rooms are going to be in more demand since you can just walk to Hollywood studios from there. You don't have to deal with the bus or anything like that or take the friendship boat or whatever. Definitely. And I, I would say that I even think prices have ticked up even a tiny bit since the room renovations. 
but uh, yeah, they're they're going to go much higher. It's going to well be well into the four and five hundreds, I would say, once Star Wars Land is open. All right. So, anything else we should know about Yon Beach Club before we talk about why you should or should not stay there? I think we've gotten most of the the key points. So, why should I stay at the Yacht and Beach Club? What is the main draw, in your opinion? Walkability. That is everything to me. Walkability to Epcot specifically. If you're a foodie or if you're going to any of the festivals, that is absolutely the reason to stay there. And we usually, my family will go to other parks in the morning and then hop to Epcot at night for dinner. So it's the perfect way to to end the day without having to wait on buses. And then why should I not stay there? What what would be a reason to not stay at Yacht and Beach Club? Let's say if I'm looking at the dessert, let's take price out of it. Say I'm looking at deluxe level. Why would I not stay there? I'm not sure it's quite as Disney themed as some of the other options. Like they, I'm not sure they go quite all in the way like the Polynesian does in transporting you to someplace truly different and magical. So yeah, the theming just doesn't, it's fine, but it doesn't make me feel like that I'm a hundred percent in this magical Disney destination, the way that my first love, the Polynesian does. All right. Awesome. So let's uh, close out with Disney do's and don'ts. Do you have a Disney do or don't for us? Sure. So we mentioned a little bit earlier about DVC, Disney Vacation Club, and the rooms that are available at Beach Club. And there are some ways to get those rooms for less, namely by renting someone else's DVC points. And uh, it's a great way to save on your vacation. You uh, get free parking if you're actually at DVC, which didn't used to matter, but it matters now, <laughs> now that uh, all the Disney resorts charge for parking. So there are a couple places you can do it. Um, there's David's Vacation Rentals. There are a couple of other sites. You can actually do it straight from an owner, but that's a riskier proposition. But if you rent someone else's points, you are getting to stay in these villa rooms for quite a bit less, but it does require a lot more pre-planning and availability is always the question mark. Yeah. And the way it works is that Essentially, these owners uh, rent it in your name, and then you are kind of trusting that they'll put your name uh, as a guest. So when you use one of these rental sites, you know they kind of guarantee that they'll make you whole if the rent the person who is renting the points kind of bails on you. Uh, but if you're kind of working with a private party, then you kind of don't know what's going to happen. Unless, of course, it's a friend. Friends and family, always good. Right, right, exactly. But I, I have rented straight from an owner. It was somebody I could kind of verify their existence and uh, we felt comfortable. But yeah, it was a bigger, bigger question mark. All right. So thanks so much for you know enlightening me about Yacht and Beach Club. It was already on my list, but now I'm like kind of even more tempted to stay there. Um, you know, I just love the location and it just seems like it would be a nice place to stay. Agreed. I know being an Epcot geek, geek that you are, you're you're missing out. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, so that wraps it up here. You can find old episodes of the podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com. You can also find them on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, everywhere that you find podcasts. We'd really appreciate it if you leave us a positive review or let someone you know might enjoy the podcast, know about our podcast um, so that they can tune in as well. All right, I think that's about it. Leslie, unless you got anything else. I think we covered it all, Joe. It's late. <laughs> it's late. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it. We will talk to you next time. And Leslie, I will see you at the bottom of the water slide. Thanks, Joe.